0: The Finding Clarity podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast and answer questions that you wouldn't necessarily find the answer to if you were listening to a morning message or if you were attending Sunday school, or even if you're a part of a Bible study. So what we try to do each week is address certain questions that are on the minds of folks in our church and try to answer them in a biblical way. So this week, we're going to talk about something that really, I think, affects each and every one of us. Because at some point, you and I have faced this temptation to, well, how should I say it? Give up. And so the question we're going to wrestle with today is, does the Bible talk about giving up? Does the Bible talk about giving up? And let's just be flat out honest. That's a very real issue that every single one of us faces at some point, especially When we are in the midst of some extreme difficulty or problem, we want to give up. So let me just kind of point out three things about the issue of giving up. In fact, I've titled this section, Stopping the Pain. And here's why I've entitled it, Stopping the Pain. First of all, giving up seems to be the only option to stop the pain. Giving up seems to be the only option to stopping the pain. What do you mean by that, George? Well, when you're in the midst of difficulty, when you are struggling, and it just seems like all of your efforts are not working, and you want to endure, but you just don't really have it to endure, the temptation is going to be there, the easy option is going to be there, is just simply give up. Give up so that the pain, which none of us likes, so that the pain stops. Now, here's my second point, because there's a danger when you and I give up, especially as believers. The danger of giving up is that we can ultimately give up on God. Did you hear what I said? The danger of giving up is that we can ultimately give up on God. Giving up can actually affect your faith. Why? Well, here's my third point. This is often the result of disappointment with God. This is often the result of disappointment with God. What do you mean, George? Well, let's be honest. When we're at the point of giving up, it's because we think we don't have the strength anymore to endure the problem that we're going through. And we are also struggling with very much appearing like God's not helping us, that God has left us alone, that God has abandoned us in the midst of our difficulty. And so when we talk about giving up, the danger is is that you may give up on God because it very much appears to you that God has given up on you. And maybe you're wondering, well, is there even a God? So this is the whole issue. Now, the question is, does the Bible talk about giving up? Does the Bible talk about giving up? So we understand the whole issue of giving up. Does the Bible talk about it? Well, let's talk about our next section here. And our next section really is the biblical assumption. When we look at all of the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, you and I need to come to a conclusion about two things that are mentioned here in the scripture. One is not mentioned, it's assumed, and the other is what does the Bible actually speak to? So first of all, the Bible assumes that you're going to suffer. The Bible assumes that you're going to suffer. I remember as a young believer 30 years ago that oftentimes in church and in writings and books that I was reading, people at that time were really struggling with the whole issue of why do Christians suffer? Why do people suffer? And really, you can go to different places in the scripture and come to some sort of conclusion, but there's, it's really not that definitive. Well, years later, I really grasped the reality that the Bible, because we live in a world of sin, assumes that you are going to suffer. In fact, if you go through the New Testament books, you see often that Jesus and the apostles are saying to you, you're going to suffer. In fact, consider what 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 says. Peter writes, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. See, we often assume that when we go through difficulties or or go through struggles when we're suffering, that that's really actually the weird thing. No, Peter's coming along and saying to you, no, no, don't be surprised by that. This isn't something strange. This is normal. So the Bible assumes that you're going to suffer. Now here's the second thing that the Bible does speak to, and I think it's going to speak directly to our question. Okay, The Bible speaks to the issue of perseverance, not the issue of giving up. The Bible speaks to the issue of perseverance, of overcoming, of enduring, not to the issue of giving up. You're not going to find anywhere in the scripture where it encourages you to give up. Rather, you're going to find many places in the scripture where it encourages you not to give up, to persevere, to endure. So let's talk then about the encouragement of scripture. And so this is our final section. I've got four things I want to point out to you here. Okay? Number one, When we talk about the encouragement of Scripture, when we talk about not giving up but persevering, you need to understand this, that the Bible makes profound promises for those who overcome. Did you hear what I said? The Bible makes profound promises to those who overcome. In fact, there are several places throughout Scripture that you can look at that are encouragement and promises for those who overcome. But I wanna focus on seven of these promises that are found in Revelation chapter two and three. Listen to these, Revelation 2, seven. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation 2.11 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Revelation 2.17 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Revelation chapter 2, verse 26 and 29. He who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and they shall... Be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel, as I also have received from my Father, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. To he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down. Out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then finally, Revelation chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Wow, those are some pretty profound promises for those who overcome. So the scripture is not telling you to give up. It's telling you to endure, to persevere. Okay, you say, George, well, that's great. But I'm in the midst of it right now. The option seems to be to give up. Well, that's where we're going to look at these final three points as far as the encouragement of scripture. Here's the second point. The Lord is ready to give wisdom for the struggle. The Lord is ready to give wisdom for the struggle. Notice what James says in chapter 1, verses 2 through 5. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without approach, and it will be given to him. So listen, when you're in the midst of it, the first thing I want you to see is, is that the Lord is ready to give you wisdom to deal with the situation that you're dealing with. So don't give up. God's ready to give you wisdom. Here's the third point I want you to see. The Lord is ready to give grace for the struggle. The Lord is ready to give grace for the struggle. Consider Second Corinthians chapter twelve verses seven through ten. This is the testimony of the apostle Paul, who's in the midst of something. Listen to what it says here, verse seven. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What do we see here? What I want you to see here is is that God just isn't ready to give you wisdom. He's ready to give you grace. Grace, that which you don't deserve, in the midst of everything you're going through. He's ready to give you grace. Now, also from this passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, we're going to see the final point that I want you to see from the encouragement of scripture, and that is this, is that the Lord is ready to give strength for the struggle. Strength. See, that's why you want to give up. You want to give up because you no longer have the strength. You don't think you can endure. You want to stop the pain. But I'm telling you, God will give you the strength to endure. To see you through the problem. Doesn't promise to take you the problem away from you. But he says his strength is made perfect in your weakness. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. So, okay, so let's get back to our question. The question is, does the Bible talk about giving up? No, it doesn't. But rather, it talks about hanging in there, enduring, persevering, and that it tells you that these are the promises, many promises throughout the scripture, for hanging in there, for overcoming And as you are hanging in there and overcoming, he's going to give you the wisdom, he's going to give you the grace, he's going to give you the strength to endure, to hang in there. So my friends, hang in there. Nowhere in the scripture are you encouraged to give up. No matter what you're facing, hang in there with the Lord. And don't be disappointed in him. He allows the difficulties to happen in your life for a purpose. Allow that purpose to be brought to fruition, but hang in there. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity for you to get some answers for questions that you normally can't find the answer for, but you're trying to find the answer, but you're not finding it in church as we normally have it. So we try to answer those questions for you here. You might be listening and you're saying, well, George, I have some questions I really want some answers for, but how do I get those questions to you? Well, there are several ways that you can get them to us. First of all, I would encourage you, if you attend a service here at the Kerbinsville Christian Church, you can just write it down on a piece of paper, throw it in the offering. The guys will get me the question. Or you can come talk to me personally, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. By the way, if you are living in the Kerwinsville-Clearfield area and you don't have a church home and you're looking for a church home, we would encourage you to come to the Kerwinsville Christian Church. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, PA. And our service starts at 1045. You will come and you'll find a very welcoming church where... Basically, we're seeking to follow the Lord. We're seeking to find him and worship him and live for him. And it's a come-as-you-are church. We accept you as you are. We would ask you to consider. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. We encourage you to like the page. And there you can direct message us or you can write on the wall with your question. You can also contact us through our website, KerwinsvilleChristian.org. Simply go to the contact page, fill out the form, submit it, and we'll be sure to get your question. Next week, we're going to wrestle with a question that a lot of us find ourselves maybe doing at some point, but we're not sure if we should. You say, what are we going to talk about, George? Well, we're going to talk about, is it wrong to swear to God? Is it wrong to swear to God? We're going to look at that question next week. Until then, take care.